Welcome to another episode of Finding Your Fabulous. Today, I'm chatting with writer and PR consultant Anna Myers. I connected with Anna in a way that I seem to make most of my best connections these days, and that's through Instagram. I was really taken with her writing, and when we finally met, we realized we shared a common thread in both our stories, and that was music. That's what our conversation today is centered around. Anyone who follows me on Instagram knows that a big way that I find my fabulous du jour is through living room dance parties, and I have a lot of fun with music. Both Anna and I grew up in very musical households, and in this episode, we exchange stories of how music has shaped our identities, put us in touch with our innermost feelings, and acted as a conduit to finding daily joy. Hi, Anna. Good morning. Thank you so much for um, joining us on Finding Your Fabulous. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. So I wanted to have you on to discuss something that's very close to my heart. Um, my podcast is about finding the fabulous in the everyday. And one way that I do that and I, that I find a great source of joy in my everyday life is through music. Um, I understand it's a similar situation for you. For sure. Yes. So I wanted to start by talking about um each of our backgrounds with music and what music means to us and, and how it played a role in our lives kind of growing up. So do you want to go ahead? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in a very musical family um, in one way or another. My dad plays every instrument under the sun and, you know, you grow up kind of listening to him play and start singing along, or maybe we would have little dance parties in the living room and I'd be just <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs, which really when you're four is more like screaming at the top of your lungs, but it's still fun. Um, and I got used to hearing a bit of really everything he would listen to from jazz to classical to pop to rock to sometime really heavy metal when <laughs> we'd have a, you know, a long car journey or something similar. So it's really been a part of my life since the very beginning um, and a part of everyone in my family's life which is such a blessing because you feel really connected through something mm. that you have in common as the uh, members of the family and, you know, even extended family. I have my granddad and my uncles and my mom really likes music, even though she's not, um, she doesn't play any instruments, but it was always a part of like a family ritual and um, a kind of way for us to all connect and find moments to be with each other. Um, and we managed to keep that even growing up. And um, I have always found comfort in music, even by myself. I started playing the piano when I was really young. Mm -hmm. um, I don't play as well as I used to anymore, but also don't have a piano now. So it's oh, hard yeah. to mm -hmm. practice once a year at Christmas or something. Um, but I still do really love it whenever I get the chance. And I find that it's, it's a similar uh, it's a similar mechanism to what it was for me growing up. It's a way for me to reconnect to um, my emotions, to really get in touch to how I'm feeling. You know, there's nothing like a really sad playlist yeah. to get me going oh. and really go, oh, wow, this is how I'm feeling. Wow, I didn't even realize. And then sad song comes on and the, the, the flood starts and that's it for me for an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm just crying, mm -hmm. but in a really beautiful way that's a blessing to have something that's so instant that can connect you to joy to sadness to enthusiasm to a really nice pop song in a club it's mm -hmm. it's um 
something that I'm really, really grateful for. And um, in a very strange twist of fate, I ended up working in the music industry um, completely by accident um, for a few years. I was initially, I initially went to drama school, became an actress, did acting, producing, writing, that kind of thing for a few years. And then when that, um, when I wanted to change from that, I started cold emailing just kind of anyone <laughs> that was in a creative industry and in some sort connected to what I was doing, but really not acting anymore. And um, I ended up getting a reply from someone at a uh, boutique uh, music PR agency um, and I ended up interning for them, got to stay on after my internship and ended up working with that agency as a junior PR for almost two years. I'm now freelancing for them. So it's kind of a, a nice way to keep that going because I did really, really enjoy it. Um, and it was such a serendipitous moment. Is that the word? Yeah, that's definitely a word, a beautiful word as well. It's a beautiful word, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, for, for, for something that's been a part of my life for so long in a personal and kind of intimate way to also get to be a part of my professional um, mm. career and everything that comes with that. So, yeah, a bit of a roller coaster, but definitely always a huge, huge part of my life even today. Um, and I know for you, it's kind of similar even if different <laughs> yeah well yeah thank you for sharing that it's such a I loved hearing about all the different facets of your life that music has touched and when you were talking about your family I had a big smile on my face because yes my story is very similar so both my parents were musicians it's how they met it's how they fell in love it's a really wonderful yeah. story and how music brought them together like my brother and I probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for music and when we were kids they were still musicians and they um they would they didn't couldn't always get a babysitter so my brother and I would be towed along and we'd be at the back of the stage falling asleep in a guitar case falling asleep or banging a tambourine like we really can't escape music my brother and I it's really in our blood we grew up watching them play watching them interact as a band with their musician friends um watching them really work you know in entertain crowds and Music was also, again, a big part and very ritualistic part of um, growing up, even just, you know, my dad would play keyboard in the house and my, my mom sings, I sing and my brother plays keyboard. It's, it's really funny how we've kind of replicated that. Um, but like you, it really has, it really is kind of a, a glue that holds our family together. And even though we are all different personalities, music is the one thing we can all come together over, even if we have different tastes. You know, I, I just love the way that music can can bring bring people together from across across cultures across ages across social backgrounds it's it's such a, a way of connecting people and I also loved what you said about comfort music because something I want to talk about especially during lockdown is um the way people go to comfort food I think there's also a lot of comfort music too that people are are going to so we'll get into that a bit later but I think music also it it transports you I think to places that sometimes you didn't even know you needed to visit like you're saying there's nothing like a sad playlist like there's nothing sometimes when you're sad you're like why would I listen to something even sadder but it gets you in your emotions and it almost gets you to the other side like it's almost like you have to go through something I think it's therapeutic in a way because it's it's 
it's really hard. Like you might know that you're sad, you might feel it in some way, but the real emotion is buried usually so much deeper within us um, mm. that having something like a sad song or, you know, it could be anything, depends on the personality, depends on um, the, the what we turn to in, in those moments. But there's nothing like it to kind of really bring out the whole root of the sadness instead of just the surface kind of, um, you know, oh, my, I, I stuck my toe on a, on a corner. I'm sad. <laughs> it's more mm. like, what is this deeper feeling that I have that um, obviously musicians have such a wonderful way of, of bringing out because it, it's such a personal thing for someone to write lyrics and muse and melody mm. about something that they're going through like if it's a sad song for us it means that it's a sad song for them and to connect mm. through that to the writer to the musician uh i think in me but i think in a lot of people just brings out a lot more than um you know the the, the surface feeling just would be of like oh i feel a bit sad today yes and it's a very intimate thing when you think about an artist putting that out there in the in the public wow. is it's such a you're right personal intimate thing and it feels when you really listen to the lyrics and you the melody it and it it can re, it really can be a very touching experience and you're totally right it's it's very therapeutic so we I know we're talking about feeling our feelings through music but what are some of the ways that music helps you find joy every day Oh, mostly it's not. Yes, we've we've pivoted to sadness because that's a <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because mm-hmm. that can go from zero to a hundred in mm-hmm. the first thirty seconds of a song. But mostly, I would say it's joy, um, or you know, joy of uh, in any way you would want to describe that. It doesn't necessarily have to mean you know dance party. Uh, singing at the top of your lungs in your underwear, uh, cleaning the entire house, listening to Mm -hmm. Britney Spears. It can be that, obviously. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. but but I think it can also mean joy in a much realer, kind of more intimate sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever maybe memory we associate with with that song or maybe that particular artist. Um, I know for... uh, I'm going to just make an example, but obviously it's true for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the artists that we work with was uh, Taylor Swift, who's very good, Mm. I think, at doing that. I think I've heard of her. I think I may have heard of her. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple of people have. I think she's fantastic at doing that, at connecting with fans and really like Mm. putting part of her life and whatever she's going through in her music Mm -hmm. and so to just have that connection and think maybe whatever you're going through you can put on an album that you used to listen to when you were 16 and it brings such a sudden um yes it is joy but it's also just a feeling of home of of contentment it makes you feel safe and obviously that can be taylor that can be the stones that can Mm. be anything um i mean mozart for all i know but if it i think it's it's the song itself but it's also everything that goes with it of what you associate with um that particular artist that particular album that particular maybe motif in the song um Mm. for me country music in (laughs) Mm -hmm. some weird way just um 
a very peaceful um uh, it's something that brings me a lot of peace no matter the artist no matter the the kind of you know i i hear mention of, of a truck and the georgia alabama sunset mm -hmm. and it just brings me peace instantly oh. and i'm not even i'm not from alabama i don't <laughs> know anything about country music mm -hmm. But I know I used to listen to that a lot when I was 16 for like six months. I went through a country phase. Oh, um, phases of music are, are another yeah, thing. Yeah. Back to that moment. Mm -hmm. And in the everyday, as you were saying in lockdown, I think um, it's, it, it, it's so needed. Obviously, everyone's trying to find, you know, different ways that work for them. And for those who can bake more than, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I stop at like a boiled egg. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for, comfort food that's such a wonderful thing mm -hmm. for me music is um a real way to kind of remind myself that art is the way to get through this that there's moments throughout even the most difficult of days because you know some days are better than others and then there's days yes. you can just not feel like getting out of bed um and for me music in those moments is what kind of brings me back to life in whatever way, if if it's the sad ones or the poppy ones or the joyful ones, I just still find a moment to um, to feel that things will be okay again, and I will be able to listen to these songs in six months when everything goes back, to, or you know, in a year or whenever <laughs> things yes. go back to normal. And but that, it gives you a yeah. real sense of some things are still standing. Consistency, think, which is really, really important. Yeah, I think there's that time element to music that's something you can always go back to and you know now more than ever with a streaming service it's not like you've got to dig out a physical cd and put it in your player it's it's really at the touch of our fingers that we can be transported back in nostalgia and music like you said being transported back to when you're 16 is a really powerful thing because you it also for example I went through a real people don't believe this but I went through a real emo phase I was really into my chemical romance like so hard but listening to it now, I'm like, wow, like I've come out of a really dark place. Like I was so insecure back then. And now like look at me now. And it's it's really interesting to reflect on one's own personal journey and to see how far you've come. And there is that feeling of home and comfort with, with certain songs where you're just like, wow, like this this does feel like I'm returning to something. And um, I, well, I, music was such a big part of my adolescence. Like I, I, I know everyone went through this, but that awkward adolescence where you don't know who you are, you feel like you don't fit in, you're looking for your tribe, but you're in a small town, all those things. And, you know, like listening to Lady Gaga's Born This Way album, I didn't know I wanted to go and dance in a gay bar with drag queens, but listening to that album was like, I'm feeling something here that where I want to be and then you know like 10 years later and bright enough I am in a gay bar dancing to born this way with drag queens and it feels like some kind of like thing destiny being fulfilled not to be dramatic but that's really how it feels like it it showed me something back then that I didn't know I needed and music can be so powerful in that way Oh my God, I love that so much to go from uh, an emo phase to dancing to Lady Gaga in a gay bar. The, the, the facets in that. that there's similarities I, I, as well, you think. But it is, it is a journey. I was thinking that that says something really interesting about taste, what you said about um, mm. people in your family having different tastes, but uh, musical taste, obviously, but still finding to uh, the music connects you all. I'm in the same situation. Me and my brother argue about the playlist mm -hmm. in the car every mm -hmm. single time. But um, 
I think all those, unless you know, you're very strict about what you listen to, which is also perfectly okay. Um, if you know, you have very strong feelings about something, but in general, you find that all those facets live within you that you can yes. be the same person who used to listen to emo music at 16 and find comfort in that, who now finds the same kind of comfort in Lady Gaga for a completely different reason. Yeah. And that's true for me with like Avril Lavigne at 13 mm -hmm. oh, yeah. on whose songs I learned English. Mm -hmm. I taught myself English by <laughs> writing out the lyrics to the entirety wow. of Avril Lavigne's album, which I'm now blanking on the name. I think under my skin and I'll just write weird. them out, write them out and try to translate them and do these horrible translations that meant absolutely nothing. What was your um, mother tongue? What were you translating them to? I'm Italian. So my mother tongue is Italian. I was raised in Italy. Okay. Um, and I, but you know, you, you hear all these, it's idioms, but also just very simple things mm. that you would put on a songs in English and to an Italian girl at 13, it's like, what the hell is a gonna? What the hell is a wanna? That's not in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. And I was going crazy trying to figure out what she meant. And now finding those journals again and going, oh, I was that girl. Mm -hmm. um, and I still am in some way, but now maybe I find that same comfort in listening to the stones. And yeah. that all lives within me in, you know, obviously it's it's different taste, but it's also, mm. I still love my girl, um, <laughs> my girl Avril. Yeah. There's something really there. Yeah. And I think taste is a really interesting thing because uh, there can be a lot of pretentiousness, as I'm sure you know, around the idea of a guilty pleasure. And my philosophy is very much I'm not guilty about anything. I'm not going to apologize for liking any artist. And I think taste is a is a really interesting thing when it comes to music, because I think less so now. I think we're a lot more open-minded, but there was like a real shame around pop, liking pop music for a long time, like that idea of commercialization and things like that. And I really like, I feel like we've got to a stage where it's okay, it's not embarrassing anymore to be like, oh my God, the new Dua Lipa album slaps, which it totally does, by the way. Like, I wonder if it has changed or if it is that maybe now we run in different circles where it's more accepted. Because I, I think... If I was in high school now and I said, or at least in my high school, mm. um, and said, oh, have you guys heard the new Dua Lipa? And I'd be like, what the hell are you on about? Who's okay. that? Yeah. Why are you not listening to Pink Floyd? Right. Which, like, Floyd, but there's beauty in both. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, maybe, um, obviously because we're older, but maybe because there's more freedom in, like, following the people that you like to follow mm -hmm. that will have similar opinions or mm. the you know, we'll know that the Guardian gave it a five out of five stars. So there's yeah. no rebuttal of like, you know, what's that? Yeah. Whereas maybe a sick world won't know that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like maybe, I, 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 I hope that it's changed that much. And I really wish that for teenagers everywhere. But I have a feeling that maybe it is still very much a, um, a shame taste, a, a taste shame. So you're right. You're right. Out of it. Probably. Hopefully. Being in our 20s is probably a different time. You're right. And the circles I'm in is is probably, mm. thankfully, less shameful. But yeah, you, you're right. That probably does still exist. Whereas in high school, it's kind of like just whoever sat next to you. Mm. If, if my friends now were like, you know, let's do a leap. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. Have you heard physical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What about the ways in which... Now, I think something that we really witnessed growing up was that social media brought us closer to artists. And you've mentioned yeah. Taylor Swift, who is 
kind of a master at doing this but how did that change your relationship with music if anything I think so that's a really interesting question um I think it definitely gives the illusion of a different relationship to the artist I know that when I first joined say Twitter because that was before Instagram Mm in what 2010 2011 it it definitely felt like oh wow I could just write to Miley Cyrus Mm -hmm. this is incredible and you didn't really get that that was not what it was about Mm -hmm. I mean you could but Miley Cyrus might not necessarily reply back Mm -hmm. um I think maybe in the pop world definitely you get the feeling that um that either the artists themselves or you know someone within their team is always kind of you know going through the tweets from the art from the fans trying to establish a connection um I know Taylor's really active on Tumblr she does that Mm, with fans a lot which is so sweet and that is definitely that's not even an illusion that's definitely like you know a 13 year old somewhere in their bedroom Mm -hmm. getting to chat to Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. or you know she liked my post something like that it means a lot Um, it does though Mm. it really does have you seen um I always see people kind of like changing their username or their bio to like mm. Harry Styles liked my tweet yeah. or yeah. My, three months ago something yeah. like that because it's 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 more important than your name in that yeah. moment it's such a, and I say pop world because I don't really think that happens with like a Mick Jagger no. um but you know I'm sure that if this was the 60s maybe it would happen with Mick Jagger it's just a different yes. level in what it's just a different scope of what mm-hmm. that means to people now and what it used to mean in the 60s maybe mm-hmm. but um I think it would be the same thing I would love to have gotten a, a like on my tweet from Mick Jagger in the 60s oh my Sounds god amazing. yeah well have you <laughs> have you read or heard of a book called Fangirls no I have heard of it but I haven't read it okay you must read it it's all about how and everyone listening like I would really recommend this book if you're interested in music culture it's all about kind of it explores fandom culture right from the 60s and also how it's intertwined with sexism how um bands it's it's viewed as like not credible if a band has a female following but it's like why why shouldn't being a fan of something be entwined with sexuality or um hysteria like why should why does that make the music any less credible it's a fascinating book it's really well well researched like it kind of goes into fans of one direction to lady gaga to hole and courtney love it's it's a i would really recommend it for you and i think you'd really enjoy it um but yeah i digress a bit it goes into that but it, it in a way it's definitely related to this that the sheer joy and for me growing up talking about social media the sense of community I got from online fandoms meant so much Mm. to me growing up like that was what growing up online for me was a big a big part of that was like being able to interact with fans around the world and that was like my first kind of exposure aside from my family to music introducing me to a community and being something that I could bond with people over and make friends through and forge friendships through um and you know like the whole thing of going to gigs and meeting people is yeah it's really powerful when you're in a room with people all singing the same lyrics like that's such a magical feeling and I can't wait to experience that again once this is over I miss that so much it's Mm -hmm. it's such a yeah it's at the right at the top of the things that I miss the most Mm -hmm. euphoric (laughs) because it's a sense of community it's a sense of you know it's it's you choose 
it's a way I think to choose the people that you want to surround yourself with or be friends mm. with in a very tangible way. You're not choosing based on, you know, an algorithm on Tinder or whatever, mm -hmm. or the uh, people that you're sat next to in high school yes. or the people that you meet at work. It's, I like this thing. Do you like this thing too? Great. Then we have this in common. Let's be friends. It's yeah. the And obviously, people look down on that to go back to the sexism thing, because that's mm -hmm. my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> because it's teenage girls who usually do that. But mm -hmm. it, it's the same thing with yeah. religion, sports, yes. um, art of any kind. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, if, if, we, if we are fans of the same football team, it will be such a, an understandable, tangible connection that I, no one will go like, oh, why are you, like, is that the only thing you have in common? That's so mm -hmm. weird. Why do you want to yeah. go grab a drink with them? Whereas if you say to someone, oh, I met someone on Twitter because we both, or, you know, on a forum mm -hmm. back in the days, um, because we both like Lady Gaga, it's kind of looked as a different beast. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely at the root of that is sexism. And it's the idea that, I don't know, maybe I used to hear when, maybe because I was too young to do this, I completely understand my parents' uh, suspicions. <laughs> it was a bit like, are you sure that that's another 14-year-old girl? Yes. Are you, did, <laughs> mm -hmm. are you not thinking that maybe it's like a 50-year-old man yeah. who's like, yes, you, I love the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I totally. Never was. Always met them in person, and it was always wonderful people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah. I once, I have a story where I used to really love buying Kerrang! and Enemy magazine. I really wanted to be a music journalist. And in the back, they had these like uh, listings, like we could join a band basically. And I saw once an advertisement for um, some people who were looking for, they were forming a no doubt tribute band and they were looking for their Gwen Stefani. And I must have been 14 and it filled me with so much joy that I like applied. And this could have gone like a very different way, but I was like, yeah, I'm like 14 and this is where I live and oh, I can sing and I want to be your front woman. And they were like, oh, um, we were looking for someone a bit older. Like, But I was so excited by the thought of that. I'm so I'm still sad that didn't work out. But you know, this time. I love this so much. <laughs> we'll create our own band. It's fine. It's fine. Please, please, can we? Ten years later. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier um, rituals around music. Do you have any? What What do you, do you have any rituals now in your day to day life in lockdown or outside of lockdown? How does music play a part? How How What does that look like for you? So in lockdown, it's really interesting. It's gone down a lot oh. because I found myself kind of working incredibly long hours and taking a fewer breaks, which is not super healthy, but it's something that I found has helped me kind of stay sane. Um, so everything else has gone out the window. But in my normal day to day, it would have been, you know, at least I worked music every day. I listened to music in the bathtub. That's a giant, you know, that's a big oh. moment for of just mm. kind of, there's a glass of wine in there too. That's just oh, a, you yeah. know, cherry on top, but mm -hmm. it's music that really doesn't. Mm. My biggest ritual, my, you know, pre-lockdown life was um, I live close to Hampstead Heath Park in London right. and it would be on a on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon going to the park and just listening to the same album, usually mm. to the same album, all the way through on repeat. Which just, is, what album it, is that? Oh, it changes every time, okay. but I just like pick one and okay. usually that's my yeah. of the day. Start to finish, <laughs> love that. Walking 
hard for two mm-hmm. hours. And, um, and it, it, it helps you, well, me connect to nature and mm. pet the dogs, all the dogs mm-hmm. in Hampstead Heath. But really it's the music that does it even then. That's my biggest ritual. Um, I cannot go through a single airport without oh. playing something really upbeat and, and, and sexy and joyful and mm. feeling like I'm in a trailer for a movie. I don't mm. know if you do that, but that's yes. my, my biggest joys. I can't. It's a different music video. It's a very <laughs> sad music whereas the airport is a really upbeat one airports are I always find a very like glamorous places I know people don't like it. I mean I do work in aviation too but it's kind of I I almost love my career because I the I always I always love going to airports and like you never know who you're going to see like and it's such a fascinating place to people watch and I just I just you're right having a good airport soundtrack like strutting through the airport like gliding through like you're important with some good music in your ears is like it's a powerful it feels thing really it feels like I might have woken up at 3am I am wearing sweatpants I don't know you know what this holiday or this trip or anything is going to hold for me but I do know that at this precise moment I am a queen yeah, <laughs> I'm just walking like it yes, feeling I like that love that I love that I'm trying to think if I there are some certain songs that I do love to play when I'm like touching down in my in a when I'm in an aircraft and I'm touching down either in the country or my home country I always like to choose a significant song and that changes every time but I'm like I want this to be a poignant moment and I like to mark it by like if it's yeah, yeah like when I'm landing I'm like then this song is going to mark my trip and it's going to like remind mm-hmm. me um I remember like when I was landing in Ibiza last year, I specifically played the Venga Boys were going to Ibiza. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> obvious choice, but I love I love awesome. creating moments like that that feel really poignant. You know, I do that um, in a bit of a weirder way. I definitely do what you're saying um, as well. But I do remember a few times if there's turbulence at the, especially I don't know why, but there's always turbulence at the end of the um, flight. Mm-hmm. But at whatever point I start playing like, my favorite John Mayer song or my favorite mm. like Fleetwood Mac song, like songs that really mean a lot to me. Yeah. And go, I can't lie to a John Mayer song. Like that's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I start playing this right now through the turbulence, it'll just go away because I am not, this is not the moment that I am going to fall into the ocean. um listening to slow dancing in a burning room. Mm-hmm. It just won't happen. It just instantly calms me down. Wow. <laughs> No, but that's what music is. Music is the tonic. It is the thing that soothes us. And like last night, I've been really struggling with sleeping during this whole process um, of lockdown. And I know a lot of people have been struggling with weird dreams and insomnia. And I just put on Casey Musgraves' Rainbow and I was, I was kind of lying in my bed, singing along to it. And I don't know if you know the song, but it's like, it's very much the message like, it will all be all right. It's a very comforting song and her voice is so beautiful and you heard the live version i think she did it on snl i'm not entirely sure but it's it's kind of like an acoustic it's just her oh. and a guitar really it's the most beautiful soothing beautiful. thing oh i'm gonna have to put that on tonight when i can't get to sleep because it's yeah i just <laughs> love her and i i love that song and um yeah that's a powerful moment when music is your like blanket and your the way it soothes you um but I I love your ritual of of going to Hampstead Heath and walking around and like listening to an album from start to finish hardly happens these days I feel like with streaming like people don't do that anymore 
So I respect that. I really like it because I feel like it connects you to what the artist was thinking. Obviously, it depends right. on the album. Mm-hmm. But there's some that just works so much better yeah. um, when you listen from, from start to finish like the artist intended. You yes. hear so much more. I don't know why this is uh, the first example that comes to my mind, but Harry Styles' latest album. Well, mm-hmm. I know why, because I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I heard a few songs when it first came out just out of, you know, uh, in, in sparse order. It just didn't really do much for me. I'm like, oh, these are nice songs, but it's nothing crazy. I really loved his first album, and then the second one, I just heard a few songs. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And then uh, months later, I heard the entire thing from start to finish, and it was just a different experience. You kind of you hear a lot more. I think of the of the through line of what the album is about, not necessarily the song, but the album itself as a whole. Yeah, which. I'm a music nerd. I love that <laughs> it, it, so much. No, I get that. And it tells a story when you listen to it from start yeah. to finish. I can't think of yeah. any examples right now. To, I mean, all that's coming to mind is My Chemical Romance because they always had like concept albums. So that really oh, kind of yeah. comes yeah. to mind. Um, and then also, yeah, probably some Lady Gaga ones are, are best listened to in order as mm-hmm. the artist intended. Um, Bonnie Bear is one that comes to mind because okay. they kind of all it goes together like one song finishes and the other starts in a mm. really beautiful way mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's many many more mm, <laughs> definitely so what are, what would what are some ways we've already talked about concerts and um going to Hampstead Heath but are there any other things that you're looking forward to like how are you going to experience music after lockdown Ooh. oh this gives me so much joy just thinking about it <laughs> Okay, concerts top one in any way, even if it's a dingy Camden club with 30 yeah. people. I just want to feel that community sense, that sense of like everyone is in it together. Um, Hampstead Heath will be the second for sure. What are some fun others? Um, I think I miss my piano. Um, I would love to be it's at my parents' house and they're in lockdown in Italy and I'm in lockdown in London. So that's definitely something I miss. <laughs> Um, I will be able to sing in the shower again when maybe not everyone is home at the same time, 24 <laughs> seven, that is a small, but meaningful thing that I miss. Um, and I, I think it'll be interesting. Maybe it's not necessarily something I miss. It's something that I look forward to, but, um, the music that will come out of this, yes. the art will come out of this, obviously, you know, we're all kind of. I think it's too soon to see where it will go in any way because we don't really know what the impact is just yet. It's kind of like mm-hmm. writing to trying to write a book about World War II and in the middle of it, you have yeah. to wait until the end and go, wow, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be so interesting to see how, because it can't, you know, I, I don't anticipate a lot of um, just bland talking about nothing albums in 2021 I think not necessarily that they have to be super political or super um this is what I did through lockdown I wrote 20 songs here (laughs) not necessarily that but it has um touching people in such different ways and I'm so interested in seeing how um how we will all respond to it maybe in in them putting it out and in us responding to it yeah um I can't and wait. then for all the people who have had to postpone tours or maybe even cancel them or mm. festivals, oh, I, I, that, 
kind of broke my heart a little because obviously it's you know public safety mm-hmm. <laughs> takes precedence I mm-hmm. completely understand that and I in no way would say that oh but I wanted to go to Glastonbury what mm-hmm. the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> um there's you know some things you just have to kind of get on with but um but it is sad to think of what we're missing for the first time and what we'll look back on and what we'll kind of be so grateful to have yes. back in mm-hmm. whenever that is but yes I'm hoping 2021 yeah <laughs> we'll just have the summer of our lives I definitely and I know I can't I will appreciate being on a dance floor so much more I cannot wait oh. to get back on a dance floor and just do my thing and be yeah surrounded by people that's it and bonding with strangers over oh my god isn't this song amazing or what remix is this like I can't wait to experience that again. And I also can't wait to see what art comes out. I don't know if you've seen, but Charlie XCX has been doing Instagram lives and she's been interacting with her fans. She's been recording things and sharing the process with fans, like over Zoom calls and over Instagram live. And it's really interesting to to see that. And that's, I guess, a nice thing that's, that's come out of this is how artists are using it to be closer to their fans. And yeah, some, who knows what them as well because you're not really ever part of the creative process but I guess if if there's no other way to connect Mm. and there's no other way to share it because you can't I mean you can put it on Spotify but you know Mm -hmm. you can't do a a big media promotion cycle for a new single whereas you can you know do an Instagram live and be like this is what I wrote does anyone like it yeah exactly (laughs) which maybe is good and bad you know too many people having access to that but you know maybe there's new artists that are going to emerge out this how many people have you know like picked up an instrument or are tapping into new talents things like that and yeah I I'm looking forward to hearing you play piano by the way because I didn't know you had that talent (laughs) so I can't wait to hear that it's really clunky it's really not what it used to be not that I used to be Mozart but you know um when you lose touch with it for a few years it's really hard to get back but it just still breaks so much joy even doing three chords absolutely I know that feeling well I think Um, it's it's almost time to wrap up so I'm gonna ask you to wrap up to finish the question I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all my guests, which is, what is your fabulous du jour and how do you find your magic? How do I find my magic? Um, I think it's through honesty, which I don't mean in a, well, I also mean, and I kind of like blurting out my feelings all the time um, because that I also do. But I think um, I used to, be so intent and projecting kind of, and I'm, I'm saying used to, you know, kind of most of my life, but it started when I was really young, had this image of like what it was, what it was okay to be, what it was cool to be, what um, other people would have liked or not liked, what it was okay to kind of, um, how it was okay to appear in the world. And I think in the last few years, I've really found that whatever brings me joy or sadness or, um, is a moment of connection for me with myself or with other people usually is the only way um, that I can really make a, a, a mark or a difference, if you will, even in whatever small way. Um, the only times that I felt that I felt like I was on the right path or I was doing um, something that mattered to me in life were, were times where um, I was not so afraid of just kind of going for things and being like, this is something I wrote. 
if anyone likes it, fine, it's out there. Mm. I, if you don't like it, I don't care. Mm. This is just what I feel. If um, this is my favorite album, if you like it too, great. If you don't, that's fine. Um, I here's a picture of my dogs. I miss them so much. Mm. <laughs> and then someone will go, I don't like dogs. And that's fine too. Mm. But I think whatever I used to try and kind of project or um, come up with as like a perfect Anna, whenever I leave that behind and just focus on what means the most to me in whatever way that is, um, I think that is what brings me joy the very, very most. And isn't that fabulous? I think that's, I mean, that's all you can hope for to kind of just leave everything else aside and go for whatever it is, even if that's like cooking something really elaborate that I have no way Mm. of knowing I'm, I'm really bad in the kitchen. Um, but it does bring me joy to be like, but I want to do it. So I'm going to try and I might burn all of it. (laughs) And it's a really simple, small thing, but it does bring me joy to know like how far I've come and kind of creating a different life for myself. That wasn't necessarily the one that I'd, um, spent so long kind of, dreaming and organizing to the maximum yeah. details when I was 17. And it's okay to... A... Sorry, but I, I, yeah, that's oh. what's coming up right now. So it must be the right answer. <laughs> I love that answer. And it's the two things I want to say in response to that is, yes, it's okay to change what you want. And that's been a big lesson for me too. So that resonates. And your honesty is I can tell that from everything that you put out like that's why you're so your authenticity just shines through and all your writing and everything like that so I can see that honesty is is so powerful and that's that's why people love you um so the last question is how do you want my listeners to find their fabulous this week and beyond this week and beyond um if you have the opportunity to go outside, um, that obviously changes wherever you are. I know, for example, in Italy, that's really hard right now. Mm. But in London, we're so lucky. We can still kind of go out for little walks every day. Um, I encourage everyone <laughs> to do that, even if it feels really hard. I know that sometimes it's easier to kind of, for me at least, it's easier to just kind of go back to bed and be like, oh, you know, it's not going to solve anything to go for a walk. But my God, whenever I do go, I come back so in such a different mood and space. And um, it just really helps to kind of see that life is still out there and people are out there wearing masks, I hope, Mm -hmm. but they are out there. Um, And it, it, it kind of reminds you that everything was okay at one point and everything will be okay again. Um, and this week specifically, I hope that everyone can listen to their very favorite song, Dancing in Their Bedroom, um, and just enjoying that as a moment to connect with themselves, because I know that's what brings me joy, so I hope it does for them too. And that certainly brings me joy, and that's what we have to hold on to in these times. So on that note, thank, thank you. you so much, Anna, for joining us. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure. That was so, so nice. You can find Anna on social media at AnnaMyers139 on all social media channels. And also don't forget to check out her newsletter, Where the Light Is. I'd highly recommend subscribing. That's definitely a newsletter you want in your inbox, especially during lockdown. I'm loving having Anna's writing in my inbox every week. So definitely check that out. That's Where the Light Is. You can subscribe via the link in her bio. And for more of Finding Your Fabulous, find us on Instagram at Finding Your Fabulous. See you next time.